Hi, my name is Craig Tim, and you're listening to The Craig Tim Show. Thanks for finding me today. I sure appreciate you listening and tuning in. Now, each time when we meet, I'm going to be sharing with you God's message on living the Christian life. And during our time together, there'll be challenges, there'll be questions, there'll be tests, maybe, in your own mind as to what you believe and what you don't believe and what God wants to give you because all of his promises from yesterday are the same today and they'll be the same tomorrow. Let's check in and see what he has to say because today's message is unique as they've all been so far. You see, I have to begin with a disclaimer here that part of this opening message is going to be a direct word from our Lord. And much of what he gave me for this message, folks, was in the middle of the night recently, no less. He woke me from the dead of sleep. Obviously, I was thinking, praying, going over different things in mind while I was resting. But I shot out of bed and I knew I had to write as fast as I can. And so what we're going to hear is part of that. And then we're going to hear God's explanation to it so that we can understand the powerful words that he's giving us to hear today. Now, many of these words that are going to be spoken and what he gave me, they're, they're a combination of quotes from a book that was published a long time ago. And this book was written to tell us about future events that are going to impact us throughout our lifetime. And then as I went through this, I discovered that much of what I'm going to be able to share with you that he gave me, it was originally planned for someone else. However, these words are arguably have so much meaning to us right here, right now, today. Words so powerful that I am just in awe and I'm humbled of our God Almighty to, to be the one that he has called to share this particular message with you. So if you're ready and you're strapped in, because this is a big, powerful statement. Hear the word of the Lord, America, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you all who live in the land. Oh my gosh. This is what I woke up to, folks. This is what hit me in the middle of the night. The Lord was telling me to write this down to share. He was, oh my gosh, I just can't even describe it. I'm losing words right now. Anyway, what has become of this word that I'm going to share is the title of the message. America, guilty as charged. See, the leaders of our country have failed the people for many years because they've turned them away from God. There's been ritual prostitution. It's, it's replaced the rightful worship our country is founded on. And the nation has been declining spiritually for many years due to its wickedness in breaking the laws that God originally gave us. The people find it easy to condemn one another on a whimsical merry-go-round of judgments that cause increasing dissension between one another. We're always pointing the finger at the other person. Look in the mirror and point that finger, and who is it pointing at? Now, if you want to find out more about the lost morality of America, check out my other podcast, The Moral Failure of America. 
And you're going to learn that the origin of this message today was a prequel from that message at another time. I did not know that. The other one's a prequel to today. I never planned that. This is how it has turned out. So with that being said, I'm going to begin again, and we're going to go on through what God gave me there in the middle of the night. And it starts again. Hear the word of the Lord, America, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you and all who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in this land anymore. There is only cursing, lying, murder, stealing, adultery. They break all the bonds. And the bloodshed follows more bloodshed. And it follows more bloodshed. And on and on it goes. And because of this, the land mourns. And all who live in it waste away. Even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. They will all die too. But let no man bring a charge. Let no man accuse another. For your people are like those who bring charges against the priests. You stumble day and night, causing others to stumble with you. And you stumble because you have rejected knowledge and have ignored the laws of your God. For this I will ignore you and your children. And the more you, America, sin against me, the God Almighty, you're trading glory for something disgraceful. You feed off the sins of the people you've betrayed and cause my people to relish in their own wickedness now. I will punish all of you for your new ways and repay you for your evil deeds. America, you will eat but not have enough. You will engage in prostitution, but you won't increase anymore. And because you've deserted the Lord to give yourselves to prostitution, this takes away the understanding of my people. You consult a wooden idol and are answered by a stick of wood. A spirit of prostitution leads you astray. Therefore, you are unfaithful to God Almighty. And now hear this, you deceptive priests. Pay attention, America. The forthcoming judgment is against you and all that you have done. You have been nothing but a snare to the people you were to protect and guide. The rebels inside of you will come to slaughter, for I will discipline every one of you. Your arrogance, America, will testify against you, and I will proclaim what is certain. I will pour out my wrath upon you like the floods of water submerging towns and cities to the depths into the abyss of life as you know it. Oh my goodness, how would you like to wake up to that flowing out of your tongue as fast as you could write it? I have to take a breath. i got to be honest with you. That is a strong and powerful word. We quickly see reasons for American suffering if we just listen to what God has to say here. The lawless behavior America has allowed to infiltrate its land has brought upon itself the increased violence and the ecological crisis she's feeling today. And now that you have brought this upon yourself, you can ask yourself, have I done anything sinful that's caused my suffering? If so, you must change your ways first before God is going to help you. 
Now, this means that America must change her ways first. This includes the people must change their ways too before God is going to help them. The leadership of the country tries to point to the sins of the people as the cause. However, God will not allow them to overlook their own irresponsible actions. Instead of guiding the people in morality and personal responsibilities, they have led the way towards idolatry and unethical lifestyles. Now, we too like to blame others for our own wrongdoings, but the people of the nation have no one to blame this time. The individual people, they cannot blame the government anymore. We are responsible for our own sinful actions. Now, I want you to be aware of the inclination to want to blame others for the sins you live. Because when you cast the blame into the sea of others, it will keep you from feeling the need to repent of all that you are hiding. You're saying it's not my fault and his fault. I have nothing to repent for. Be careful of those thoughts. This just becomes another ploy of the enemy to convince you that your actions aren't your fault or your problem. It's always someone else's. Let me tell you, folks, this is the enemy's lie again. Now, we heard God has accused religious leaders, too, in all this. See, back in the day, the priests were glad when people sinned. And that is really hard to understand, you know. They were glad that people sinned. See, because every time people brought a sin offering, the priests would get a portion as part of their compensation. Now, that equated to um, the more people sinned, the more they're made. Well, that's pretty simple economics, isn't it? And since they obviously couldn't eat all of the portions that were given to them, they would end up selling some of it for profit. So the priests were profiting nicely from the continuation of sins in the cities they served. See, it gave them status and power and positions in the communities that they served. They thought they were somebody amongst a lot of nobodies. And the bottom line here is that the priests encouraged sin to increase their standing and their profits instead of leading the people out of sin as God had instructed them to do. God has accused them for keeping the people from knowing him, the truth. These preachers were supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the country, but sadly, they traded their own agendas to become leaders of selfishness and wrongdoing. And that is very similar to what many of the so-called religious leaders of America, they continue to thrive on that action today. And how sad is that? 2,000 years later and more, we're still seeing similar circumstances taking place. These acceptable actions from the religious leaders have caused the people of the nation to question one another, saying, eh, well, it must be okay to do these things if our pastor does it or the religious leader we saw on TV, if they're doing it, it must be okay then. But I want you to be careful here. America's arrogance will testify against themselves and their deeds will not permit them to return to God. When they try to seek the Lord, they will not find him. Allowing persistent sin to exist will just harden your heart. We've heard that before. 
And it makes it more difficult to consider repenting, right? And when you choose to deliberately disobey God, it begins to sear your conscience. Basically, each sin you partake in makes the next one easier to commit until pretty soon you no longer have a conscience about sin. And for all of you in leadership, don't take your leadership responsibilities lightly. If you want to lead or you feel that God has called you to be a leader who leads others to God, you need to stick to his plan and not cause the people to fall away from him, much like the priests of the past did. And they rejected any second chance available to them by their actions. The gods of the past were called Baal and Asherah. And today, America calls their gods status, power, money. Show me the money. Pride. See, her worship consists of rituals with vile practices of deception and stealing from her people. The wooden idol referenced is nothing more but a gavel the courts use to change laws, drowning the nation in immorality and injustice. America has chosen to cut themselves off from God's word and from his way of forgiveness towards others. The drive of America to be free from the guidelines, so to say, or what many call as the restrictions, this has moved the nation completely out of God's will. The choices of America and the direction it is headed is from the prostitution it has partaken in. She has sold the soul of herself to the enemy to look like the rest of the world. And for this, the Lord says, I'm going to go back to my place until they admit their guilt. After much suffering, they will come to seek my face. In their misery, they will earnestly seek me. But folks, when the time is ripe, you're going to hear a roar. The roar of the Lion of Judah will break through and be heard throughout this land. Can you hear him now? Listen, there is a great rumbling in the spirits. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision for you. Joel 3.16 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, for the Lord God will come roaring out of Zion, and the thunder will be heard from above. The skies will tremble, and there will be echoing throughout. Where? Well, out of America, echoing out of America, of his return. It will come. The Lord will be a refuge and a stronghold for his people once again. Then you will know that I, the Lord your God, will not allow foreigners to invade you again. You see, Joel is in the Old Testament, one of the, what they call minor prophets speaking. And he didn't, America didn't exist. But this, God wanted me to share in replacing America with the country that he had in there originally. As I said, this was written for someone else many years ago. But it is imperative for America today, we're finding out. See, the prophecy today is about the impending instruction of America and all of its inhabitants who are falling into the grave with the evil one. The Lord's word does not have to end there for us. He gave us a time for restoration and stresses the need of repentance and ends with his promises of redemption and forgiveness. 
Wake up, church, he says. Get rid of your arrogance, your idols, your complacency, your apathy. Get rid of it all. For the church of Jesus Christ is largely sleeping. It's like a giant bedroom, and you have all the Christians in bed, and they're all sleeping, and they're all saying, please, please don't wake me up. I want to sleep on. And of course, when God starts to operate a revival, people can't sleep. You can't sleep anymore in church when the Spirit of God awakes the people. Awake! Awake! Wake it up, you sleepy Christians! Awake thou that sleeps. Arise from the dead. Christ will give you life. And that, my friends, comes from Charles Spurgeon, spoken so many years ago, when they in his community needed a revival. They needed the Christians to wake up because they, back then, they were falling into an abyss of life away from the Lord, just as America has fallen into. His word back then applies today, right now. See, when this awakened life, a revival breaks out. Yes, it will begin somewhere locally. And where will that be? Will that be in your city? Or the city next to you? Or a city another state away? It will begin locally. But it won't take long for it to spark and to light off. And then it's going to spread like a wildfire across the land. And no one will be able to contain it. God's message will be that he will not totally destroy the land. The punishment will come, but it will not be permanent. See, there is still time. Time to repent and time to be restored with him because he, the Almighty God, wants to redeem and not punish. He wants us to be with him forever. So wake up and be the Christian he wants you to be. Lord, this word has been so powerful today. The middle of the night, the afternoons, the mornings, whenever it comes, Lord, we need to listen. Our country is falling apart again, as it has so many times. And somehow it has regenerated itself. But has it been with you? Or is it because of them? This time, it has to be with you. We are missing so much. The wooden idols have changed everything that we do. Let it wake us up today. Lord, wake us up and be the Christian you want us to be. I hope that you have a chance to just digest this. This, my friends, is a powerful message today. Soak on it. Pray on it. Seek God's wisdom and his words. Talk to your friends. Where is this revival going to begin? It's going to be so exciting when it comes to terms. But somebody has got to step up. Will that be you? Amen.